You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Uh oh, guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Huh? Anybody? Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? <laughs> Welcome to Earth Station One, a weekly podcast dedicated to all things sci fi, fantasy, and much, much more. Sit back and relax and enjoy the show. Hey there, listeners. Welcome to another episode of the Earth Station One podcast. That's right, folks. We're back and we are going to be talking all about streaming. You know, where streaming stands right now with all your favorite different TV shows, movies, you know, music, all the different stuff you have. Podcasting even is streaming now. And it's pretty amazing what's going on and how much it's changed over the last 10 years. And we're also going to look at the future of it. Where do we think it's going to be going? Where do we think it's going to evolve into? And we got a great crew to do it. And the man who actually came up with this topic is my co-host, of course, as always, Mr. Mike Gordon. Howdy! So you just want to be streamed across the universe. I know. I, yes. Stream me. Stream me, everybody. Stream me real good. Right. You know, it's going to be, it's interesting. You know, streaming is changing a lot, you know, of the way we're looking at things. Um, you know, music services, TV services, it, or even video games and gaming is streaming now. And it's just amazing, you know, when you start thinking about it. And, you know, where we were 10 years ago, even with it. And it's just, it's just amazing. I was just talking to a friend of mine at lunch today and they're not even streaming Netflix. They basically are using the disc system still. <laughs> and, yeah, you know, I still get the discs. Uh, I'm, stream- I'm streaming online, but I still get discs. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I can't, I, you know, I, I'm an old guy. I can't let go of some things. Um, but, uh, well, if and there was still, a blockbuster, I'm sure you would have been there too. Still. And there's still some things you can't get. I mean, streaming is great, but it still doesn't have everything. So not yet anyway. So it's, uh, yeah, it's going to be fun to talk about it. Uh, you know, especially since it's changed just in the last couple of years since the pandemic, um, uh, streaming has, has really made some changes. And so that's one of the reasons that we're going to look at it today. And, uh, like, like uh, Mike said, we've got a great crew to talk about, some guests, some people you know, um, familiar voices. It's going to be fun. Yep, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And I think we got a great you know, bunch of folks to talk about that. Please, of course, if we want to hear from you guys, feedback at earthstation1.com. Please let us know what you guys are thinking about the future of streaming or what you guys stream. You know, all these different services that are available to you now, it's almost hard to pick which ones are the best, which ones are going to have the shows you want to watch. It's it's pretty darn amazing when you think about it. And of course, you know, definitely join us in. We definitely would love to hear from you. And as always, as we like to say, you know, please leave feedback. If you enjoy our show, five stars is the way to go on whatever media player you're listening to or what you're streaming on. So it's pretty cool with that. You know, please let us know what you guys think. Feedback would be awesome. But, you know, as long as you rate us, this is how people find us and everything. We would so appreciate it. Speaking of appreciation, summer is officially here, my friends. And our friends at Tifosi Optical has the most amazing sunglasses with you know, with your name on it almost. You could pick it how you want. You could have the colors of your lenses, the colors of your frames, 
and all different kinds of styles. It's pretty amazing what Tifosi has come up with. So please definitely check it out. And as a way of saying thank you, Tifosi Optical is letting you use the coupon code EarthStation1. And if you put that in, you can also get 10% off your whole order. Not just one pair of glasses, folks, your whole order. So d- definitely check out TifosiOptics.com. And now we're here with our new friend, David Fitzgerald, an amazing podcaster and, you know, just all around great guy. Welcome to EarthStation1. Hey, it's good to be here. Absolutely. Welcome to the station. Uh, for those people who may not be familiar with you and your YouTube show, tell us a little bit about, about it. Um, yes, I have one of the oldest um, D&D campaigns uh, in, in history. Uh, started in 1976. And my, my podcast is basically some of the stories from that, uh, from that series uh, using 3D characters. That is so cool. That is uh, uh, so... So, okay, uh, without revealing, like, anybody's age or anything, um, like, you must have gotten into D&D from a pretty pretty early age. Uh, I uh, was a wee baron. <laughs> so he was two, folks. That's, I was two, you know, yeah. I, yeah. How, uh, how did you initially get involved with D&D? Um, I started off because I was a board gamer, and then I became a miniatures gamer. Um, and the miniatures, the miniatures people played like Napoleonics and stuff, and they were they were ancient guys. They were like in their thirties. Mm. And uh, eventually, a bunch of us went to this miniatures convention, and somebody was playing something called D and D, and we thought, well, heck, that's a that that seems a lot better than Napoleonics. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can remember. Around, well, it's probably a little after that, the, a few years after 76, 77. Um, I was interested in D and D and I remember I got, uh, like a, like a starter kit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, but I, the problem, I, my problem was, I know it's sad, but the problem is, I mean, I lived in a small town. There was nobody to play with me. So it was really at that time, it was kind of difficult. I mean, it's now with online and everything, social media. It's pretty easy to find other D and Ders, uh, and it's amazing how like I don't know cool it is now. <laughs> it's kind of scary because it was something for years that I hid from people. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I can't. Say, yeah, it's not something you just advertised and put on a no, T shirt, no, right? No, no, because we had the we had the satanic panic of the eighties. Oh yeah, that's right. That was a rough time. Yes, you know when when they were looking at songs and movies and right. everything. That yeah, exactly. And D and D was targeted in there as well, right? Thank you, Jack Tritchick. Yes, uh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. So, so have you continuously played it from like from back then to now? Yes, and it's the same world. Wow. That is impressive. The same other people, or have you gone no, through no, a lot new, of other? No, gotcha. we've 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 gone through probably three hundred and fifty years oh, of yeah. um, of game time. Okay, and we have people who have, you know, who played, and that's really the cool thing about the internet is because I can get a hold of some of my people that played with us, would played with me in the eighties. My my current group is made up of one person from the eighties, one person from the nineties and wow. uh, one person from like, you know, the original group is going to come back. That's, that's really cool. Um, now I do know enough about D and D to know okay. that uh, there is uh, typically a dungeon. Is it a, a dungeon master? Is that yeah, what they call it? A dungeon okay. master. Now they call it a game master, but yeah, gotcha. um, b- because my name is David Mark Fitzgerald, um, I go by DM Fitzgerald and it annoys people. 
<laughs> um, and and I and now were you, have you always been the master, or did you like when you first started playing? How how did that how easily did that come to you to become the master? When 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 we for, okay, you want the long version or the short version? Well, I mean, this is a, a relatively okay. short podcast, so I'll give you. The, I'll give, okay, then I'll then I'll give you the short version. Um, a, bu- a bunch of us, when we were done playing, you know, M- Napoleonics and stuff, we set up fantasy battles and everything, and so we needed a place to play them. So we kind of created this mythical world where we could have these battles, and then we went to D and D. We kind of took turns um, as like a multiverse. In other words, a person would everybody would run the same world. Mm-hmm. And some of us didn't like what some of the other GMs were doing with it. So eventually I just asked everyone to leave. I said, look, this is mine originally. Let me, you know, let me take it. You guys go make your own. So I have done mostly, mostly the GMing and primarily uh, 99% of the GMing of the world. Um, I do play. I like to play. But I never get to play. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so. Yeah, because that's the the. I mean, yeah, the cool thing is when you're the master, you get to like you know uh, write the story that everybody's doing right, but but um, or control the story in in some ways. You're throwing it um, out there. Yeah, I, I I've discovered that the best way to get players not to go where you want is to to write that particular piece. <laughs> if if you, if you want them to go up to the Baron's house, then you build the Baron's house and and stock it with monsters, and that will guarantee that the player characters will go chasing squirrels. <laughs> right, because you only have like yeah, you can't you can't really direct them. I mean, no. in some ways, I guess you can. Well, but well, you can. It's called it's called railroading. Gotcha. Um, but I try not to. I mean, yes, I have an idea of where this is going, but. Because I've got input from the characters, we're not going to go where I wanted it to go anyway. So I might as well just build it and see which direction they go. And, you know, we come out with much better stories that way. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, as a as a writer myself, I know that if I try to force my characters into doing something that they don't feel like they should do, then I know it sounds weird, but right. it, it's 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 like. You, I mean, I think it comes across in the story. Whereas if I just sort of get to know the characters in my head, I know what they'll do and I know what they want to. And I sometimes I just have to go with what they want to do. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, yeah. and all you can do is just write the story as they are doing what they're doing. Um, so it would be kind of weird if you went off on your own and into your own little journey off the road, <laughs> away from the rest of the party. Well, I think the DM would kill you right there. In, in some cases, you know that that does that does happen. I've had situations where I've had the party split into three pieces, and oh. you you just and it worked really well because they were all going separate directions for the same thing. Gotcha. Oh, like there was a quest and they were all going after the same thing, but in different ways. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Have you, um, with your particular campaign, uh, that you've been running, are there sort of spinoffs or like other people doing things as well? Or is it just with the main campaign and that's it? Um, I had a friend of mine tell me, um, after he had played on the world for like nine years, I, I found out he was running it. He was running my world. Um, and the world is called Mapur, M-P-E-R, Mapur. Mm-hmm. And I found out he was running it. And I said, you know, do I have to send you a cease and desist? <laughs> and he said, well, why? I feel like I created, I'm, I'm, I'm a creative of this world because I've been playing on it for 10 years. I said, well, that's like saying that an actor who's played Macbeth 
for 20 years is William Shakespeare. Now, I'm not saying my stuff is William Shakespeare, but it's 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 my crap. Leave it alone. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, and he did. Um, I've actually offered people to, to run pieces of it. I know one person used to run a moon of the world. It's got 14, so we got room. Okay. But for the, mo- for the most part, um, some of the races have actually left the world. Some of the races that I've created, um, my world is very humocentric. So you won't find, you know, like, um, what do you call those things? Centaurs. You won't find centaurs. But there's a lot of variation you can do with the human frame to make interesting stories. And people say, wow, I want to play that character and go on other worlds with it. And I'm like, yeah, go. Mm-hmm. You got my blessing. Go for it. Yeah. So um, so with this campaign that you've been running, mm-hmm. you yeah. have made the decision to take some of the adventures that you've had in the past yep. and sort of bring them to life um, in on, on YouTube in a video format. Um, what? Now it looks like, from what I was looking at, it looks like there you've got some computer generation and some, and obviously some voiceover, right? Yeah. Well, can I, if I can explain a little bit, so Absolutely. The, reason, the reason I started writing them down is um, in the in the nineties, a friend of mine said, "Remember that adventure you did in the eighties?" And you know, for the life of me, I couldn't remember it. Mm. And so in the year 2000, I started writing the stories down, just about, you know, a paragraph, two paragraphs of what happened. And so a, a couple of years ago, I had done a couple of other podcasts that I learned on, but they, they really weren't what I wanted to do. And I said, well, you know, I'm going to go back to that, those stories from 2000. And all I had really was clip art. So okay. uh, it was, there's all, if you go like and watch now, right now we're in episode 81. No, wow, that's really cool. But if you go, if you go into the early episodes, like the early fifteen, maybe twenty episodes, it's all done with clip art. And I, I bought some art and and you know did some back. I found some backgrounds. Um, and around around episode twenty, I found a um, a three D system mm-hmm. um, called Daz, and it's primarily used for people who make board um, computer games. And so that's where you're seeing. That's where you're seeing the 3D uh, characters, mm-hmm. and that's where I, that's so now. Yes, now I'm, I'm I'm using the 3D characters, and I've I've kind of gone away from the um, the line art, which I I liked, but that's where I started. But I like the 3D stuff better. Yeah, I mean it looks great. Um, the details in on some of these characters are are really outstanding, and and I think uh, it yeah it definitely helps. Um, Have you, are you going, are you trying to document all the campaigns you've done in the past? Are you just picking a few or what's the, how's that selection process? This, this is start, um, this is started at episode, you know, 2000, we'll call it episode 2000 because that's the year and they're all in line. I'm not, I'm not skipping around. Okay. Oh, wow. So, so like with episode 81, we just finished the first character arc. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, of, of some things happening, a couple player care, a couple player characters being, you know, marked as the one and, and where that happened. And we ended that, um, literally last week with episode 81. But next is episode 82. What happened after that? Because as characters leave the game, new ones usually come in. And of course, before online, they usually left when we moved or they moved. 
That makes sense. They that would move sense. out of town or they would, they would quit, they would leave college. Um, and so that's why I would start an entirely different campaign with new characters, but with some callbacks, you know, and, 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 and guest stars. So we would have a character come, you know, who'd played 10 years ago, come, he'd be in town and say, Hey, can I come over for a one shot? So I'd write an adventure just so the present characters could meet that character. And I thought it was kind of cool. Now you actually hold the games themselves in person or, or do you use uh, like some technology like zoom or some conferencing to do that? Um, I used to hold them all in person until I think, nine, uh, I think 20, 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, I moved from, uh, uh, from Los Angeles where I'd lived for a bazillion years. And uh, we moved here to Virginia where I currently live. And um, I, I just couldn't, I just couldn't find a group and um, if I don't run, it begins to pile up in my head. Right. And so I said, well, I'm going to try this online. And, and you know, I like the online. Um, I, use, I use Roll D20. And um, I, there, there, it has some advantages to, on, to, um, to face-to-face. How so? Um, for, like, for example, if we're doing um, – if, if you two guys were playing D&D and you went off different directions, I would be talking to you, but the other guy would know what's going on because he's in the room with you. He can hear it. I see. I see. Right. With, so if people are going separate ways, you can actually talk to them separately. Yeah. What, what I do, I'm, very, I'm a very low-tech person. <laughs> what I always tell people is, okay, I'm going to talk to Frank over here. Everyone else, go off audio, and I'll text you when it's time to come back. And so then I'll complete that little adventure that you're going to do. It's probably not ten more than five or ten minutes, you know, where you tell me you're going to how you're going to poison the rest of the party. <laughs> um, and then then when you when you've told me all that, I'll te- I'll t- text in to everybody. Okay, come on back, mm-hmm. and everybody comes back, and now your secret is safe. That's very cool. Yeah, I like that. That's very cool. Um, and it's amazing to me. I mean, I'm constantly seeing, like, I know several D and D, uh, podcasts are out there. Um, there's, uh, I think I've seen some celebrity shows that are yeah, doing yeah. some D and D and everything. So it's yeah. really become, uh, even more of a thing than, uh, it has ever been maybe. Which it, it is. It's probably at its, at its peak, but that, that gives you, um, your own group of, of issues. Okay. Um, for example, as I said, I've been running D and D since you know, since the universe was created almost. <laughs> and I had a gentleman who came into my run, younger gentleman, and we've never met. He's on. He's we're on roll D twenty. We meet. We do a zero group, and he comes into the game and he starts trying to do things. And I'm like, well, that 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 just you just can't do that. And after the end of the game, he said, "Can we talk?" And I said, "Sure." He said, "You need to understand how to run D and D." I said, what? Excuse me? <laughs> I, I, said, like, I, what? Said, I said, what? <laughs> he says, you need to understand D&D. He says, D&D is like improv. I come up with an idea and you can't say no. And then, but you can add to it. And we go back and forth like that. And that's how D&D is run. And oh, I, man. And, and I said, um, you know, uh, I, I really have to tell you that I've done improv semi-professionally, and that may be how improv runs, but that's not how D&D runs. And so we had a discussion, and at the very end, I said, you know, um, I, I don't think we're going to work really well. You know, if we're at a convention, you see me come on over and say, hey, just because, you know, you're not playing with us anymore doesn't mean I hate you as a person. 
but um, I don't think <laughs> I don't think we're going to have a really good fit here, and, and I don't want you to be upset and you to be you know uh, feeling frustrated. Um, I suggest you go find another group, and that is there's more and more of that nowadays. There's more and more uh, where people where players are assuming more of the um, the material for the for the character and trying to influence the plot more by using meta stuff. Right. Gotcha. 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 Well, um, yeah. I mean, especially since, <laughs> yeah, you have been playing since almost the beginning. Because I think, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Dungeons Dragons has been around since what, seventy four, seventy five, somewhere in there. I think. I think. I. I, I think it's seventy four, seventy five. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're coming up and on a big anniversary pretty soon. I think. Yeah. So. I. I didn't even start in D and I started in uh, the uh, Warfare of Barsoom. Okay. Which was which was one of the books that TSR put out. Oh, gotcha. Okay, when, so that's pre D D. Well, it's after D and D, but it didn't go anywhere. It's it, gotcha. it just it flopped, but it's really worth a lot on eBay now. Oh wow. Okay. Well, that's cool. Um, I wish I kept my uh my basic kit because that probably could be worth something. Now. I don't know. And anyway, I didn't do it for that. I just did it because I wanted to try to play, but it never never was to be for me. But I'm yeah. glad it worked out really well for you. Obviously, you're still doing it, and people can check out the stories. They are on YouTube, and we'll give them the link in our show notes. So that's really awesome. But, Mike, I think he's ready. I think we're ready to find out what uh, David's really passionate about. Oh, dude, you can already tell what he's passionate about. You know, <laughs> this is this is well, one of we know those. Mike, been, we know what he's been doing for decades, but we don't know if he's. We'll find out if he's really passionate about it, dude. This is one of those where you know, this is one of those what we like to call no brainer. <laughs> you know? I never assume, sir. Never assume. No, it'll be fun to talk to David about the geek seat. And David, are you ready to be strapped down? And you know. You won't be in control this time. So wait, wait a sec. I thought you were going. I thought I was supposed to do the strapping. Okay, yeah, I'll strap no, myself. No, no, okay. no. Oh. I'm I'm okay to be double strapped. That's fine. That's okay. You know, that's okay. Mike can join in and could be a triple strap. Yeah. Oh, oh, actually, that's a picture I just don't need to see. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. <laughs> okay, David. All right, I'm ready. What was your favorite geek out moment? Um, recently is when I, I got to buy a copy of the Aliens RPG. Oh, I'm a, I'm a very big, awesome. I'm a big fan of people being stuck in some kind of haunted house when things are chasing them and start, you know, and Aliens is that. And the new game, I'm not trying to show for the new game, but the new game that just came out is just beautiful. And I looked at it and like, oh my God, I'm home. That's awesome. That is awesome. When you play something and it yeah. just fits like a glove, it's it's like, okay, this is almost like the game I've been waiting for. Yep. That is really cool. That is very, very cool. But let's look at the opposite side of that. What is your most disappointing geek out moment? Um years ago when I was when I was young, I um I got to play with a very famous GM who I won't name. And uh basically I was just excited. My friends were excited. We're all going to go play for this GM. And, you know, we were like, you know, 19 or 20, which, you know, it's hard, it's hard to get us excited about stuff like this. And we go and the GM basically simped for his girlfriend the entire game. Uh, and, and really? I, I, oh, yeah, that's I, I, really. And I was just like, I, I was just, I, I was, every everything she did, even when it was wrong, he, he, oh, no, that's right. That's the way you do it. 
I'm like, oh, okay. And so we were basically drug along by the nose. And it, it kind of took a lot of the, you know, wow, this is, this guy's the professional GM. You know, he's a professional, uh, a role, role writer, game writer, you know. And I, I was never very, never very happy, um, with that gentleman. No, I totally understand that. And I'm sure put a sour taste in your mouth over it also. And I paid to get into it. That's the thing. <laughs> oh, oh, that's insult on top of injury, my friend. Oh, that is just, that's the worst. That one is the worst. All right. What geeks you out the most? Um, where the GM, you know, kind of comes over and sits down and he's got a paradise and a piece of paper. Nothing else. There's no. There's no GM screen. There's nothing. There's just two pieces of paper, maybe, and some dice and a pencil. And and so basically, we're going to be running through his mind. You know, good RPG immersive plots, uh, surprise, um, surprise in the game, and for, sort of feeling like we're we're going through his brain. No, it totally makes sense. And that's you know, that's. Where it's like this is his imagination coming out right, on the page right, and everything. Right. No, that completely makes sense. And I'm sure that's neat because you never know where the game's going to go. It's not anything that's plotted out right, already and right. anything. No, that's that's totally awesome. What turns Geek off though? Um, GMing for or playing with um, min-maxers. And a min-maxer, if you don't know, is a no, person who I was who's, about to ask for those who don't know what is who, that. It's, it's where, like, for example, let's say your strength is and – and I and I, I don't know the numbers 100 percent. But let's say the, the number is 13 and 14. And if you have a 13 and 14, you get plus one to something, right? So you end up with a 13 and somebody says, no, 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 don't take that stat because you'd need another two points to get to the next point. I don't know if that makes sense. It's where you minimize and maximize the character so that he or she is is just really like, you know, some kind of weird murder hobo. Does that, does that kind of make some sense? I think so. Yeah, kind of, sort of. Real characters are messy. If you look at good characters in stories and plots, um, they're, they're messy. They don't quite fit the, you know, they don't quite fit the mold. If you look at Sarah Connor in in T two in T one, she's she's just some piece of fluff in the first movie. Of you know, course, she, yeah. She's not this. She's not this. This. You know. Oh, I, I'm my strengths. You know. All my strengths are this. She's just this piece of fluff, and that's what that's what brings you over to her. But if you look in in Terminator two, she's like you know she's like this hardened creature. But that's happened because of her life. But I don't want to see her in the first movie like that. No, it would it would have been odd for her to be like that. She needed to evolve into something like that. Right. Exactly. Exactly. No, that's totally makes sense with that. So now that's that totally makes sense, and it's how the story evolves. And you want to have characters that evolve like that, even right. in something like D and D or any kind of RPG. So I could totally understand that. What fictional character would you like to meet the most? John Carter of Mars. Really? Yes. Yes. I, you you know, just surprised me. Okay, that's good. It, I've, I read the books when I was a kid. Um, I had the role-playing game, never played. I've actually got two versions of the role-playing game. It's just, it, it's just, it's, it's, the, it's the days when a scientist was also a wizard. 
if you look in the old books, the old pulps, they they call somebody a scientist and a wizard in the same sentence. There was no there was no line between the two of them. And the John Carter series and his character was just all kinds of weird craps going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally makes sense. It's such a fascinating series of stories and everything. It's and I think people got robbed by the Disney movie because it, you know, didn't go as far as it should have and showed what quality those books were. Well, I, I I'd have to differ in, I'd have to to differ with you, but that's okay. That's okay. I liked that movie. I thought that movie was great. Oh, I thought the movie was great. I, I but, if you was, read, but if you read the books, it's like, mm, you know. Yeah, the books, the books are really simple. They're really basic. You know, they're really just, they're just a story. There's nothing really deep about them. I, I, I was just reading one of them the other day and I left, I left it out, out and my wife picked it up and she read it and she says, you know, this is a pretty good story. I said, yeah, it's a good story. She goes, well, isn't this stuff supposed to be all misogynistic and, you know, the the girls pick up swords and they go at the creature too. So I'm like, I, I don't know where you got that idea from. But they're just good little stories. And I think as a character, you know, he he changes. He finds some familiarity on Mars of all places. True. Very, very true. What fictional character would you like to meet the least? Anybody from the Twilight series. What, you don't like sparkly vampires? Come on. <sighs> no. Two things I don't like. I don't like sparkly vampires or funny zombies. Well, okay. There you go. The two things never to give this man. Okay, we know that now. <laughs> now we know that. So did you actually read the books or did you just come about it from the rest of the crowd and go, I'll never read that or watch that? I don't have as much time to read uh, fiction as I used to. Uh, I just don't, I just don't have time. And, um, so I didn't read them. And matter of fact, I'm, I'm, I'm watching and reading The Expanse now. Mm -hmm. And this is like the first time I've read a series in years. Oh, wow. So so I never, I never read the books. Excuse me. I never read the books last. And I tried to read what was that, um, the three body problem. Okay. I'm just not smart enough to read that book. <laughs> I got through it. And I'm like, what the heck is this? So, so no, I didn't, I didn't read the series. Okay. What is your favorite geek word, phrase, quote, or pose? When last we left our intrepid adventurers. Perfect. It's how I begin even all my adventures, all my games. Oh, that's awesome. But I always start, I always try to end with a hook and I always try to start with a, a push. Nope. Totally makes sense. Totally makes sense. What is your ideal geek occupation? Um, I get to do that already. I am, um, excuse me, <clears throat> I'm a training developer, so I get to, um, I get to, to write training and I try to bring, you know, what I do on my off hours into that, uh, especially when you're dealing now with a group of, um, of workers who are, um, are younger. And so you can't just stand up in front of a person with a PowerPoint and just run it and expect them to learn. Uh, you have to have like, you know, we, we did a manga where I work, mm-hmm. you know, so I, I like where I'm at now. And when I get tired of working, I can go to play D and D and, and if I'm, when I'm tired of D and D, I can go back to work. So I have a nice dichotomy. That's pretty cool. That is really cool. What geek occupation would you not like to do? Um, any occupation that had anything to do with 
any occupation that had anything to currently do with the new Star Trek series that are coming up. Oh, really? I just can't. I'm sorry. I told I told I told my wife I wouldn't get up on a, a, a soapbox, but there's a box right there. No, I, I think they're pretty bad. I hate them. You'll stay away from the Star Trek stuff. So I would not want to be a PA on that because I could. I wouldn't be able to keep my mouth shut. You'll be going. Well, that's not what Gene Roddenberry would want it to be. Well, <laughs> see, I, I was never a big fan of Star Trek. I, I'm, well, there I'm, you go, I'm, right I'm there. Not a, I'm not a big fan of Star Trek, but I am a big fan of continuity. Okay? If, if Darth Vader came out in bunny slippers, you'd say, well, that's not, Bart, that's not Darth Vader. You've never read the books. You don't know, <laughs> what, the, you don't know what the canon is. Mm-hmm. Why are you going over this corpse? You don't know anything about it. And, and when I see what I'm seeing, I'm just like, you didn't, you never read the book, did you? You never, you never watched this show, did you? Where they said, we've never seen Gorns before. You, you didn't catch that piece, did you? Yeah, sorry. See, soapbox right there. I got on it. All right. Now let's off. kick, let's kick you off on that. Thank you. Thank you. All right, David. What is your ultimate geek fantasy? This is the final question. So okay. this okay. is, this is for, this is it all. You got to play the music. Dun, dun, right. Um, I think it would be a great, a great fan. I'd like to, I'd like to get all my players together from, from 1976 till now and have this huge world ending quest and then close the book on my world and walk away. Hmm. That would be cool. And that never, would, that would be a, a, a great finale for you. That would yeah. be. The ultimate. Yeah. You have any questions? I'll answer any questions you have for the next 30 minutes and just answer, what was that on episode 12, Dave? What the heck was that? You know, but yeah. And then, and then just say, okay, the world is over. We can close it and we can walk. That is awesome. That is really awesome. That's a good fantasy, actually. David, I've got some great news for you, though. You've made it through the Geek Seat. Congratulations. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Mr. Mike Gordon, can you tell the young man what he's won? If you take yourself off mute. I can't. What's that? <laughs> we you do spell one. professional with P here. Yep. <laughs> you have won a lifetime subscription to the ESO Network, a value easily worth $84.06. Wow. Cool. Yeah, it's only in station money. It's not for real. You know. Yeah, the closer you get to the planet, the, the less it gets. But in any case... <laughs> But uh, we have enjoyed having you join us tremendously, sir. Uh, once again, where can people go to find uh, your campaigns and find out more about what you do? Um, the campaign itself is called The Mapur Adventure. You can find it on YouTube by typing in Mapur Adventure um, because no one else uses that word. Mm. Yeah, it is. I was like, I was like, I'm glad you said that because I was like, how do you pronounce it? Is it Emper or is it M? Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, and it's it's confusing because the world kind of changed names at least twice. So, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Well, very exciting stuff, and uh, thanks again for joining us. Thank you very much for having me. I really appreciate it. I'd love to come back sometime and chat more about geek stuff. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh. Just not Star Trek. Oh just, no, no, just, uh, no! <laughs> Darn, we had you penciled in for the Strange New Worlds episode. Oh man, <laughs> Star Trek and Alien Three—two things I don't want to talk about. Gotcha. Well, keep that in go. mind. Thanks, we man. definitely understand Thank that. You. Awesome, David. Thank you for being here. Let's take a quick break, and we will be back in a moment, and we're going to be talking all things streaming. 
this is Ashley Pauls with this week's box office buzz. I have to laugh because even though we're not even halfway into the summer yet, I feel like all my summer box office predictions have already gone out the window. So whatever happens is anyone's guess. It's been really interesting to see how well the movie Top Gun Maverick has done this weekend. Just a huge opening weekend over Memorial Day, especially since originally I wasn't even particularly excited for this movie. I hadn't even seen the original Top Gun, but after seeing the previews and the really good reviews and positive buzz about this movie, I just had to see it. And you know what? It's a great summer blockbuster. It's one of those that has great action scenes, good cinematography, It's a feel-good, just a good time at the movies. So it's really just a great time to get out there and enjoy a quintessential summer movie. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness continues to do well, but I actually think that Thor Love and Thunder does have a strong chance to top it. Just because Multiverse of Madness is a little bit of a darker movie, I think Thor Love and Thunder could be a little more lighthearted and drawing more family-type crowds, but we'll have to wait and see. So that's kind of what's going on in the theaters. Top Gun Maverick will probably have the theaters to itself until we have the new Jurassic World movie, which I also expect that's going to do really well at the box office. So um, it's just fun to be able to go back to the theater and see these big summer movies again. On the smaller screen, we have the Obi-Wan Kenobi series on Disney+, and I am just beyond thrilled to be watching Ewan Ewan McGregor play Obi-Wan Kenobi again. This is something that I've wanted for a long time, but never thought I'd get to see. So it's running as a limited series. So I feel like it's too soon to really share any thoughts beyond just, again, the excitement to see these characters again. And I think this is going to be, have to be a series that is more fully evaluated and appreciated once all the episodes are out. And that's it for this week. If you're looking for more entertainment related content, I've got a full length Top Gun review over on the ESO podcast website. And we'll be blogging my way through the rest of summer movie season. I'm Mark McCray, the author of The Best Saturdays of Our Lives. And if you're not listening to our podcast, then you're missing out on amazing interviews with Larry Houston, Tom Tatawanovich, Keone Young, Michael Swanigan, Ned Hastings, Bill Gallier, Dan Gilvazan, Rob Lamb, and so many others. Kick back and let Dan Clink and I peel back the curtain on the animation industry. The Best Saturdays of Our Lives podcast can be found on the ESO Network and all podcasting platforms. I can't watch this. I can't watch this. I can't watch this. I can't watch this. My, 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 I can't watch my this. TV makes me so bored, makes me say, oh my lord, what is this garbage here? Wanna cover my eyes and blood? Welcome back. Now it's time to talk about the main topic, and it's all about streaming tonight, folks. It's going to be real interesting to see where we go with this one. Take it away, Mike, and let's introduce our guests. Absolutely. Yeah, we've got a great crew to uh, join us uh, short, last minute, so we appreciate it, guys. Uh, but we've got our good friend Kevin from Chicken Town here. Hey, everybody. I am thoroughly unprepared, but I am here. <laughs> awesome. Well, that's not... Um, you know, that's not unusual for the way we do things. So that's just business <laughs> as usual. Yep. Uh, we also have with us Richard joining us again. Richard, it's good to have you back. Uh, it's awesome to be here, Mike and Mike and Kevin and Shirley. Uh, it's, it's great. Uh, I'm glad you guys needed help. 
<laughs> it's always appreciated. And Shirley, I think this is, is this your first time on Earth? Very first. Yes, it is. Congratulations and thank you. Thank you. Uh, my name is Shirley Burton. I go by the nickname Oddball Extreme. And um, I've been to Dragon Con probably 12 times in my life. Okay. That's <laughs> and not bad. I also, and I'm also part of a regular podcast of my own that's going to be back on starting on Wednesday. Oh, wow. So. Very cool. Very exciting. Very exciting. Well, cool. Well, I'm sure one thing we all have in common is we all stream, right? We're all streaming content. Um, oh, yeah. So that that's, uh, that's the main topic. We're talking about streaming. Um, the reason why I thought it would be an interesting topic um, was because uh, last month, uh, Netflix announced its quarterly numbers. And uh, they uh, they had some pretty disturbing numbers for people who are invested in Netflix. Uh, they uh, they lost uh, over two hundred thousand subscribers during the first quarter, which in and of itself was not cause for too much alarm. Although it's the first time the streamer has reported a subscriber loss in more than a decade, uh, and uh, they attributed uh, about a. Uh, 25, 50% of it, something like that, to what's going on with the in the Ukraine. Because obviously uh, people are not streaming and subscribing there. They have other things to worry about over there. So, uh, but the one thing they also did say, in addition to that, they projected for the rest of the year that they would lose an additional or a total of 2 million subscribers, which uh, caused their um, <laughs> shares to tank like i mean just dropped significantly they're still coming they're still on their way back uh, netflix blamed increased in competition uh password sharing as well as uh as i mentioned the uh ukraine situation to uh subscri- lack of subscriber growth and 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 dropping now um i think i think also part of that too is we're not saying the pandemic is over but certainly things are are changed in a lot of ways since when we had lockdown. And I think the lockdown really had an effect on streaming as well. So, and Netflix has been around um, probably more longer than anybody else as far as content and streaming service. So obviously what they, what we see in them is an indication of maybe how the industry is going as a whole. So I wanted to get your remarks on that, but before we do that, I thought it would be interesting. Shirley, we'll start with you. Do you stream, how many streaming services do you use right now? And do you use like uh, normal cable or, or dish or do you have a cable set or do, what, how is your setup right now as far as content? Okay. I do Disney plus for certain. Okay. Uh, I also do Netflix, although I really haven't been watching a lot of Netflix lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. I also have, let's see, I have the Disney ESPN Hulu bundle all at once. Nice. So that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. I also have my cable company's uh, streaming app as well. Okay. But the only catch is I'm only allowed 15 channels, but that's okay. Gotcha. Oh, wow. <laughs> I okay. Don't need, yeah, I don't need every channel in the universe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So, and is that pretty much the limit? Um, well, see, I also have Pluto TV. That's that freebie one where you mm-hmm. can watch like a whole lot of different things. I also have Paramount Plus. Because I have okay. been watching that, including my one of my favorite all-time tunes, Rocket Power. <laughs> nice, nice. And let's see. As far as I know, I think that's it. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, that's pretty. That's pretty good. Um, Richard, what about you? How much? What, what, what channels are you streaming? And do you have? Uh, are you still using basic cable or? Uh, I'm similar to Shirley, where we have like 15 channels. Um, 
for our cable because <sighs> they and we have a we have a landline because they won't let us drop it. <laughs> yeah, and it makes me so mad. <laughs> I don't even have a place for a landline in this house. But anyway, I so uh, yeah, Disney Plus, HBO Max, Netflix, Hulu, but. You know, some of those may not be my passwords. Okay, okay. We, yeah, sure. no, we're, um, we're not. We're not judging. We don't judge here. We, we leave that to um, the listeners. Wait, I, I judge completely. It's okay. That's true. That's true. That's true. Um, no, but uh, Netflix. Uh, Netflix used to be my favorite, but um, yeah, they've. It, it's an interesting topic for sure. But yeah, that's that's basically what we do. And Tubi, Tubi is probably my favorite streaming service, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's free. So wow. yeah, Pluto is also free as yeah. well. Yeah, Pluto and Tubi are, are not to be uh, denied. I mean, I, but, I, but Tubi, I, Tubi is great, especially for horror. Oh, I have Shutter too. Oh, and okay. Amazon Prime. I figured oh, yeah. you had. I figured it's, you had Shutter. I'm just one one thing to note, I did not, I was not aware of this till like a month ago. Pluto TV started on April Fool's Day in 2014 as a joke. <laughs> now funny. it's really taken <laughs> off because it's just like yeah. there's an entire channel on Iron Chef. There's an entire yeah. channel on Yu-Gi-Oh, both English and Spanish. Wow. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, <that's> cool. <laughs> uh, Kevin, what about you? What's uh, what's your household look like? Yeah, well, uh, my wife is in charge of all of this, so I'm barely aware of how anything is hooked up or how any of this works. I'm just kind of along for the ride. Uh, I know that we've got a a bunch of the bigger streaming things, so we get Netflix, Amazon, Disney, uh, Hulu, uh, Apple, I think, Mm -hmm. sometimes. I I, I think we... Sometimes? We we turn it on, (laughs) then we shut it off different times a year, you know, just for Ted Lasso. Yeah, Yeah, all you need is Ted Lasso, and then just turn it off. Yeah, there's some other good stuff on there as well, but um, I think those are the main ones that we have. Oh, uh, Mystery Science Theater, their new streaming thing, if that counts. Oh, wow. Uh, I I was a, a Kickstarter for their new season and, and they, they built their own new self self-contained uh, streaming service for mm-hmm. mystery science theater now. So we've been using that and uh, no, we don't have regular cable TV anymore. We actually have uh, YouTube TV, oh. you know, which gives a very similar experience to having cable TV and that it's a lots and lots and lots of channels, the, the same stuff that you'd get through regular cable uh, very little of which we actually ever look at, but <laughs> it's there. <laughs> and like it, it, it has sort of a you don't you don't have a DVR, you know, box or there's no there's no DVR thing on your. It, it's just kind of it exists out in the in the cloud somewhere. It has a built-in DVR type service built into it, so mm-hmm. it'll save whatever you tell it to save. It'll just save for for a long, long time. So that that actually works really well. Yeah, yeah. And um, Mike, what about you? Me? Oh, I don't stream anything. I don't like that crap. No. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, he, just, he just reads books. Exactly. We we don't do anything in this house. <laughs> he just now, reads books. It's interesting. Um, truthfully, right now, we had cut cable probably close to almost two to three years ago. And I do not miss it at all. There's, you know, there were so many garbage channels that I never watched or anything. And it was like, why pay for it? And mm-hmm. and everything, and because we don't watch a ton of TV as, as it is, um, you know, we 
the streaming services we pay for is mostly like Apple TV because, you know, you mentioned Ted Lasso, but there's also an amazing show on there called um, For All Mankind is yes. just an awesome, awesome show. Yes. Um, and there's a couple others that I've tried to watch like Schmigadoon and stuff like that. Oh, we watched that. And so, yeah. And so there's interesting stuff there. Uh, Paramount Plus we watch because, um, you know, we like some of the CBS shows, but also, of course, Star Trek. And all the different Star Trek shows. Um, but then we also have, you know, HBO Max. We have um, Netflix. We had Stars, but we just canceled it because Outlander's done. And there was nothing else on Stars that we watched. Um, I think, what else do we watch? Um, of course, you know, YouTube is normal. And mm. uh, we also have AMC Plus right now because Doctor Who. And because well, they have BBC America streaming through it. And we're also going to start watching Better Call Saul season six on it also. Nice. So, you know, so we'll be doing that because we just caught up with season five. So it's pretty awesome. And, you know, so there's a couple, you know, uh, other streaming services that I could, I think of, oh, Amazon, of course. Right. You know? I forgot I got that too. Yeah. Amazon Prime, you know, is, is there. And, you know, of course, Disney Plus, because, you know, everything's on Disney Plus now, you know. <laughs> you know, any Marvel show, any Disney any Disney or Star Wars or, you know. It's, oh, you know there was that Star Wars celebration over the weekend, right? I've um, heard about it. I've heard yeah. one or two the little <laughs> they, things they, they, live, they live streamed that all four days. Mm-hmm. It was pretty awesome. YouTube. It was pretty awesome. But, yeah. I actually, I actually sent a tweet on Sunday. It made it on the bottom of the screen. Oh, wow. oh, really? Cool. That yeah. is awesome. Congratulations. <laughs> she was streaming. She was streaming there. But yeah. Uh, but no, we, it, was, it, was the, it was the Star Wars celebration. <laughs> but we also stream music on uh, Amazon, you know, through Amazon Plus, you know. So oh, we gotcha. Have, so you stream music too. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, and so, you know, and then, you know, there's ways we get it. You know, some of the stuff we trade, as we like to say. Sure, sure. And everything. So, so yeah, there's definitely – Tons of options out there. I don't like. I said I don't miss cable at all. No, we I have, don't either. We have not. We have not cut cable um, because I, uh, you know, I watch pro wrestling. Michelle and I like to watch baseball and Olympics and a lot of other stuff that we uh, we get on cable. So we haven't felt the need to cut that. Although I think, um, well, I'll get to that in a minute, but. Um, uh, and then as far as streaming services goes, uh, yeah, I mean, ones that I have access to, let's just say, <laughs> will be uh, Netflix, Amazon Prime, BritBox, uh, Disney Plus, HBO Max, uh, Hulu, and Paramount Plus. Uh, well, it's interesting, though, because like with the BritBox, I do through Amazon. Yeah, that's why I do too. So. Yeah. But I think I could access it, like I can access BritBox directly if I need to as well. Like if I just want to go online to BritBox or whatever, I can, I can, I can do that as well. Um, but um, yeah, um, we just haven't been able to, you know, say goodbye to uh, regular like TV. Um, and I'm kind of old school that way. But how many people? I guess I'll ask this to you guys. Uh, just a general question to throw out. Is anybody watching anything as it airs anymore? Yeah. Like, like if something yeah. is on, yes. Or do you or do you wait until it's 
like you know no. streaming so you can cut the commercials or do you what is there anything they're watching as it airs either doctor live who. or doctor who completely doctor who right but, yeah because you know i don't want to be spoiled with it you know with you know watching it because you know that's the one plus about having the amc plus you get the live feeds from the net the tv networks and everything. gotcha and that well, includes of course me. bbc america yeah. And lucky for me, BBC America is in my pack of 15 channels, so I'm good. <laughs> yeah, we have BBC America as well. Um, but, I mean, it, you know, when we – all of us, I think, when we were growing up, it was just plain old network TV, right? And and uh, there was the UH, – there were UHF channels as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, that's how we watched all of our content that way. Um, yeah, it's not called TV anymore. It's called content. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, three channels. Yeah, like three, or, three or four channels, and then you have to like adjust the ears on your TV. Uh huh. Uh huh. But yeah, Mike. I mean, back then, you you knew when things were on. I mean, you had your TV guide sitting there. Exactly. TV guide general, was a week, weekly oh, guide yes. purchase, of but course, at the in, grocery store. In general, whatever shows you watched every week you knew what day they were on you knew what time they were on mm-hmm. and i don't anymore with the, whatever small <laughs> handful of shows i theoretically watch even though i don't anymore when if if, if if i check on youtube tv it'll say you've got 17 episodes of the flash waiting to watch and I think, <laughs> oh no i don't want to watch the flash anymore <laughs> but i don't even know what night the Flash is on or, or any regular shows like mm-hmm. that. Speaking, I speaking, just of, don't care. speaking of TV guys, I have to make this confession. When I was five years old, I walked out of a Zippy Mark convenience store with a TV guide without paying for it. Ooh. Yeah. I think the statute of limitations <laughs> has run out. But. Has no, out don't worry. Oh, don't worry. My parents sent me back to the store. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. She just wanted to know what was on TV. <laughs> Uh, but Kevin, I also know that, um, that one thing, I mean, you what you, I know you're interested in the, in what the new England Patriots are doing and, and how, yeah. how do you access those then? Those channels that the, the YouTube TV, YouTube TV includes, covers that? includes, yeah, that, that includes regular channels that you would get through cable. Gotcha. So yeah, whatever the channels that show the football games, I get all those through YouTube TV. And yeah, as far as like watching something when it's actually happening live, that's generally like, I would say sports are probably, you know, or events, you know, with those award shows or whatever, those, I don't watch any of that stuff, but those kind of events with sporting events or otherwise are probably about the, the few times that many people are really, really care what time something is actually happening live. I mean, even with football, I tend to if if the game starts at one o'clock in the afternoon, I'll I'll wait until two, so I can fast forward through the commercials and fast forward through uh, through halftime. There you go. Yeah, we, uh, we are going through an amazing time, amazing period of transition here, and I I can tell it's a transmission a trans uh, I can tell it's a transition a period of transition now because things that I'm getting used to, my parents hate. um, I was talking to my mom the other day about watching because she likes Bosch and watching the new Bosch legacy show and then uh, watching this other show, whatever. And it's, you know, one's on this service and there's another on this streaming service. And she's got to figure out what streaming service it's on. She's paying, you know, like for, she gets cable as well, regular cable. She's paying for cable and yet it seems like everything that she wants to watch is on some other channel that you have to pay for 
um, and have and and decide maybe you need more equipment if you want to access this particular thing or not. Like she is insanely like angry about all of it. Um, In other words, there's enough technology to drive you crazy. <laughs> absolutely. Like she just can't watch TV like she used to. Um, it's changing. And there was a time when I know a lot of us, as the cable channels started to, you know, get into the eight, like hundreds and hundreds of cable channels. Um, you know, a lot of us were like, why am I paying all this money for cable and all these channels when I just want to watch 12 channels? When I just want to watch, mm-hmm. like, I just want to, I have 15 channels that I watch and that's all, or five or 20 or whatever the number is. You were like, I would just like to pay per channel. Well, be careful what you wish for, because <laughs> like with all these streaming services, it's almost like that. It's almost like, oh, you want to watch all the Disney and 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 Marvel stuff and and Star Wars stuff? You can pay for that separately. Um, or you want to watch like all the Star Trek stuff that's on Paramount Plus, you pay for that separately. Um, yeah. So so you're kind of getting, but it's more to keep track of, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Eight, eight bucks here and nine bucks there. And that quickly adds up to yeah. a can. lot. Yeah. If, if you get a, several different services, that, that's, which that's is why, Which is why I try to go for the lowest one. I'll take the ads. I don't care. I mean, I'll take the four ninety nine on Paramount Plus. I'll take the, like the, um, was it nine ninety nine on HBO Max? Because I'll take the ads. I don't care as long as I can just see it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, a lot of us grew up with network TV. So we grew up with advertising. So we're not, I mean, granted, we don't love it, but it's not like it's a big pain because we, that's what, at least as far as I'm concerned, that's what I, I, I'm used to. So I'm not really, I've actually gotten very spoiled with not having commercials (laughs) on a lot of stuff. I know you, you hate ads now. Oh yeah, God, no, yes! I, I can't stand no. them anymore. No. I'm, I'm with you, Mike. I cannot stand them. No. And now, if we're if we're watching something with ads in it, if the little counter comes on, 45 seconds, yeah. and we hit the mute button, and I'm playing with my phone for 45 seconds. Oh, oh yeah. If I'm doing yeah. the, you know, if I'm watching YouTube, I can't wait till I can get to the skip ad part. You know. Oh yeah. If yeah. I- <laughs> it's like, um, you know, a friend and I, we were watching Halo. Uh, the other day, and it was so funny. It's like we knew when the commercials were coming. Like, okay, we give about 105 seconds of commercials. Go do something quick. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's uh, it is kind of crazy. I, I even though I'm like I said, I'm used to it in a lot of ways. It does. Um, yeah, I don't get annoyed by it as much as some people, but um, I certainly understand what the frustration is. And if you're paying for a service, you should not have to put up with any ads whatsoever. Right. Absolutely. That's true. Well, exactly. The problem is if you want to do that, the problem is if you want to do that, you got to go for the, you have to pay the higher price for that. Right. Right. Oh, speaking of that, let's take a break for our sponsor right now. (laughs) <laughs> tonight's episode is sponsored by stamps.com are you tired of waiting in line at the post office <laughs> it's if only my friend if only it's it's certainly not sponsored by any streaming service um but uh <laughs> um all right so you guys uh i don't know if you were aware of it before but the stuff that i was talking about with netflix diving and, and losing all these subscribers they're like i said the the big company they're the ones that kind of we're at the forefront of this. I'm not saying they started it because I think it was eventual, but they were just the first ones that kind of grabbed hold of it and took like, but obviously they're concerned. They're blaming it on a lot of things like increased competition and password sharing. 
Um, they did say that uh, the password sharing thing was interesting because they said that they have about 222 million paying households, but that access is being shared with more than 100 million additional households. So uh, that's what their record says. So that's a big chunk, right, that they feel like they're losing. Um, is that the main cause for Netflix, do you think, losing people, or do you think it's something else? Richard, what, what do you think about Netflix? Because I think you said you don't watch it much anymore, right? I mean, not – so – I love Netflix. Like okay. I remember, I know I first got Netflix around 2000, between 2005 and 2008. That's when I was getting the DVD stuff, but that's when they started doing their streaming things, but it was on a computer. And I said, this will never work. And uh, <laughs> right. I, I had it, you know, and the internet wasn't good. So it was all, you know, it's just terrible, but you know, things work out in the end. And, uh, but yeah, I, I think, you know, it's just because they canceled Santa Clarita Diet. That That's what it is. <laughs> they, they canceled Santa Clarita Diet, and everybody that had Netflix was like, I'm over it. No. <laughs> I mean, it was the best show on television, and they canceled. <laughs> um, I, I will say, as we're, as we're talking about this now, uh, Netflix is probably seeing a resurgence of popularity because – the first part of the newest season of yeah. Stranger Things hit. And of course, that's mm-hmm. one of their biggest hits of all time. So I, I'm sure that they're still seeing like some some people join up again and people are talking about them again. But it's been few and far between their their original content that people are talking about. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the last yeah, thing I, I remember people talking about was like Tiger King. Yeah, I mean, Cobra Kai is technically YouTube's original content that they just got. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, now they're producing new content, and that's a very popular show. But you also Uh, have Sandman on its way, too. Yeah, that's on its way. But, you know, Mike, also Netflix cut their animation department. Mm-hmm. Very true. Basically, basically every animation project that they had is is done, and uh, they had some really good stuff. So I I don't know. I I just feel like they kind of buried their own. They they did this to themselves in a way mm-hmm. because uh, I mean now it's twenty dollars I think or it's going up to twenty dollars. I don't even know how mm. much it is now, but I know I heard it was going up and like. I don't know. I always said I would support Netflix, but the nice thing about streaming too is especially like Netflix, when they drop all the episodes, you just get it, binge it in a week and then drop it or binge it in a month and then drop it. You don't Mm -hmm. have to keep these streaming services. Everybody complains about them, but you know, just get it for a while. I used to do that Mm -hmm. um, with some of the other channels. I also get Peacock. I just remembered, uh, which I rarely watch. So. I, mm-hmm. I rarely watch it, so I don't even know why I have it. Um, yeah, I've I've had Peacock, and it's just like I don't think I've watched it once. Yeah. I mean, it, the original stuff on there. I mean, the WWE Network is kind of a nightmare on there because it, it's weird how they've got it set up. Mm-hmm. But it's cool to watch pay, pay-per-views. Um, but I think that's that's where everything's combining, right? Like everything's everything's merging into one. I mean, you had C, you had the WWE Network, then it mm-hmm. went to Peacock, then you had the the CBS Access, and it gets confusing. It's just some <laughs> rabbit hole. And eventually, yeah, HBO Max is doing. You know, they're they'll merge with D- Discovery. 
Yeah, um, so now I'm going to be able to see Teen Titans team up with Guy Fieri. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can, there are a million fanfic ideas already. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, once that happens, I mean, because they don't even know what that app is going to look like. Um, right. They think they're going to combine them. I mean, they may leave them separate, but who knows? I will say, you know, on this, because uh, I think we're still at the beginning of all these streaming services and how they're playing out, but, man, user interfaces are, are and some of these things are just <laughs> horrible. And I think yep. something oh, God, happened yes. to Netflix where th- they were, like, one of the most user-friendly to, like, one of my least. Yeah, favorite. I hate them. Um, the, the, fact two- that they have, the, the fact that they have content starting up automatically, it's oh, always I hate like that. It, you it know, sucks. Not, it's not easy to get to what you want to find. I mean, I think Netflix. You're right. I think it's like really kind of done them, themselves in because other streaming services have shown. Oh, there's a better way to do this. <laughs> oh God, yes, Disney is one of the best ones. Oh, I love oh, definitely Disney for the UI. Yeah, and Disney's interface is great. But Peacock's yeah. is terrible. Oh, yeah. HBO Max's is okay too. But yep. Hulu uh, sucks. So. And, Hulu sucks. Yeah. Hulu's is bad too. No, and Paramount no, Apple Plus TV I don't like or either. Apple Plus. Yeah, Apple Plus. Who knows if I have to pay for it or if I get it free? <laughs> I have no idea. I'm like, what's happening? I don't even know. It's true. I, I was just, going on I Apple got, Plus. I'm like, you get and until you select to watch it, you're like, oh wait, I have to pay for this. Never mind. Yeah, it's like, oh, this looks cool, and you, you flip on it, and nope. That's why we just watched Ted Lasso, that Smigadoon, and I think that's it. Don't don't you love when you're trying to find something and just scrolling around for it isn't working, and then eventually you give up? I'm going to have to hit that search thing, and then then the, oh, alpha, oh, the whole was- alpha. The entire alphabet comes up. Oh, God, trying to spell it on your frippin' TV. I'm using this. I think this is the same system I used to put my initials on for the high score on Crazy Climber at the arcade in 1981. Oh, spell um, it out. And and then – oh, go ahead, Shirley. Yeah, what's funny is sometimes on Netflix, I would see some, like, goofy TV shows. One of them was uh, Transformers Rescue Bots. (laughs) And then um, another time – they had family movies. They had Doctor Strange on there at the time under family movies. It's like, and how did he get into that category? The uh, yeah, some of that stuff is really weird. I think. I think. Uh, I'm sorry, Mike. Did you want to say something as well? No, go ahead. Um, my thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you got to catch them right there, or else they're just gone. Um, but I also think that you know Netflix used to be the only game in town. Uh, that was the only place you could stream uh, Marvel movies or Star Wars movies or Star Trek. And now, you know, they went to their own streaming services. They lost a lot of content. They spent a ton of money on original content. Um, so I think they have, they used to be known as the place to go to see movies once they hit streaming. Now they're just known for their m- original content more than any, I don't think anybody watches like, movies that are not original content on netflix anymore right like i think they all go to their other streaming yeah there's not very many good ones i mean i mean on on there i mean yeah it's it's all original content um and i mean i think stranger things is the only thing that's going to keep them alive the rest of the year not alive but you know keep them in the uh in the forefront in a way. Mm-hmm. Although those episodes, I mean, I'm three episodes in right now and they're so long, like they're an hour and 15 minutes long. Oh, wow. But mm. 
But man, that you feel every minute of that 15 minutes or so. I'm like, golly, just stop. But I, I love it. But it, I'm just impatient. I need shows. <laughs> you all, do you remember that one app that was, uh, oh, what was it called? It, it was, Quibi? Uh, it was like, yeah, Quibi, Quibi. Oh my goodness. Qu- wow. Quibi, mind readers. Quibi's on- yes. Quibi's awesome because, well, I mean, it doesn't exist anymore, but, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but. It was made in five-minute increments. Nothing was longer than, like, five minutes. Yeah. And so they had, like, TV shows that were just five minutes. And it was just – it was the best because, like, it's, like, ADD <laughs> perfect. But it's now like you it can got find to the point. It got to the point where it's, like <laughs> – it's like uh, one battle on Yu-Gi-Oh takes like five episodes or something. <laughs> and you could watch it vertically. You didn't have to turn your phone horizontally. Yeah. Which that's the other thing. I, I wish that technology, because it is a technology, would hit Netflix and all them where you didn't have to turn your phone if you didn't want to. Mm. Um, but all those Quibi shows are on Roku now if anybody wants to watch them. <laughs> wow Roku bought, Roku bought the whole library they even did another fugitive show with Kiefer Sutherland like hmm. they had big names yeah um, but it but it died within a year I think. oh no I remember it came out like they advertised for the Super Bowl and everything. they spent a lot of money and then it, mm-hmm. it, it died real quick it died within about I think two three months I think yeah, yeah. it's like that Twitter of video content. Like. <laughs> it's the vine. The yeah, vine. The vine. <laughs> um, so uh, what, and do we think, okay, do we think that this thing that's going on with Netflix now, do you think it's going to affect the other streaming services as well? Do you think they're going to be losing more no. subscribers now no. that, um, no. Because I, no. I think there was a big um, uptick during the lockdown because a lot of people mm-hmm. were forced to stay at home and stream with the things loosening and loosening up a bit and people actually going out will the stream will all streaming services suffer from that i don't think so because let's face it uh, you've got obi-wan kenobi that just started on uh disney plus moon Knight mm-hmm. just ended mm-hmm. um you know they've got they've got all this free content you know i love the fact that Disney Plus now has all these shows that are help bridging the gaps between the movies. Sure. No, and exactly. I, and I feel like and I feel like that's you know, having having been able to watch that home because Obi-Wan Kenobi was actually supposed to be a movie mm-hmm. originally. Yeah. But of course the pandemic put the kibosh on that and turned into six parts. I feel like that's probably the be- that was probably the better solution. They uh, so it's just yeah, it's just a six hour movie. They, they padded it out. <laughs> pat it up so, with a pat I mean, one <laughs> I, I think so specific projects specific titles like that may be affected for better or for worse by changing patterns based on pandemics or otherwise you know black canary we, we all uh, not black canary black widow i'm sorry you know many of us watched at home whereas in an, in an a, in a happier timeline we would we would have all gone out to the theater mm-hmm. to see black widow but that said Post-pandemic, pre-pandemic, mid-pandemic, which is where we are, by the way, even though a lot of people are pretending that we're not anymore. Right. No matter what the case, everybody spends an awful lot of time at home drooling on the couch in front of the TV set, and that that's never going to change. So I, I don't think that because people are going out more, they're not going out that much more, that it's going to make 
a big dip in how much time are people staring at TV. Mm. People stare at TV a lot. And remember, and remember that big kerfuffle about Black Widow um, having her having that movie in uh, the Disney premiere access. Of course, that yeah. didn't last long either. Of course, right. you know, at, you know, it affected Scarlett Johansson because she said, "Hey, where's my share in all this?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, that so. that was a big case for that uh, for actors and 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 producers and everything too. Yeah, right, right. The uh, and um, you know, during the the lockdown, you know, HBO Max, Warner Brothers decided to make a pretty bold move where they said, "Well, we're just going to have everything streaming." And open in the theater same day, same day for a year. Uh, they did that, and now they've uh, loosened that up to. But they've made it uh, like no matter what, if a Warner Brothers movies is released in the theater, you got forty five days to see it, and then it, it gets released at home. And you know, forty five days goes. It sounds sometimes it sounds like a long time, but it really goes by really it's fast not. because oh yeah, yeah it's quick. Because that's uh, fine. I thought when 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 Batman came out, I was like forty five days. I can wait forty five days. Lot, oh, yeah. I think that <laughs> I mean Batman did really well. It's the uh, number uh-huh. two movie now. I think of all of the whole year from from everybody and and uh, but I do think Batman would have done better if they didn't say oh just wait forty five days and it'll be on HBO Max. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so, like I mean, it's look like at what I, Top Gun did. I mean, Top yeah. Gun just blew blew away the Memorial Day record, right? Which is mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah, and you know, in terms of Doctor Strange, I still haven't seen Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness yet. Mm-hmm. I was planning to today, but I was not feeling. I was feeling under the weather. But um, now I was hearing. I was hearing. I was looking at some report IGN put out. Germany is Germany is saying that it could get onto Disney Plus as early as June twelfth, and then I'm reading of it could be June twenty second, or it could be in July. It's like, do I really want to go to the movie now? Because Thor, of course, is coming up on July eighth in the theater. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, exactly. I you know it 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 uh, I would not be surprised if Doctor Strange was not available on Disney Plus until I mean before. Uh, uh, when Thor comes out, because it just seems like you know after that, whatever. But who knows? I mean, I don't make these decisions. But um, but Warner Brothers has been the only movie company that has made that commitment. The others, of course, it's you know whether it's a Paramount movie or a a Disney movie, they, you know that they're eventually going to end up there. Yeah, and Sonic, um, of course, Sonic Two is already on Paramount Plus now. So, uh, one thing I will also say, at least with and that I like about Disney. Um, is that, um, and I think to an extent with Netflix, with their content, I know that once it's there, it's not going to go away. That's true. With HBO Max, with Amazon, well, the Amazon content that they have is uh, pretty solid, but uh, they're creator-owned content. But Mm -hmm. some of the other stuff, it's like, oh, well, it's here for a month and then it's gone. Or like, yeah, so you never know if the show that you want to watch or the movie that you want to watch is going to be available at the time you want to watch it. Yeah, because I know um, both Pluto TV and Tubi, they both say, hey, this is available until this date mm-hmm. or something like that. So, right. But of course, the one thing I'm glad that has, that will never go away on Pluto TV, my Norwegian train ride. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they have an entire channel. It's called Slow TV. It's nothing. Yes, they do. It's nothing <laughs> but a nice, quiet ride through the Norwegian countryside. It's like I fell in love with it. 
Now, now Pluto and 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 Tubi are really interesting to me because they are like they're like networks within channels, right? Because they have or well, they, they're Pluto channels. is okay. Pluto, so they, Pluto they have, has over they, hundreds of channels. They have yeah, like Pluto live TV weird things, and they have channels, yeah. and they have stuff that you can just dial up and watch. Right, right. They I'm used the to have the American yeah. Gladiator channel, which was oh, my favorite. Oh, it, yeah, know. yeah. They took it away because they're getting ready to reboot it again. Oh, so geez. they took it away. But I'm telling you, at 10 o'clock every night, that's where my TV went, and it was the best. <laughs> oh, um, I, rem- yeah. I miss the old days of the American Gladiators. Oh, yeah. That was a fun show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they showed like the they showed all the American. Like they even showed the UK Gladiators or whatever. But uh, yeah, Pluto's a little different because uh, I mean, yeah, they have like a horror channel, and then it's just like all horror movies. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not really. I think they do have on demand, but. It's a little, it, its interface isn't that great either. No, it's um, not. But I mean, it. I mean, I was able to but find. But it's free. I yeah, mean, but at so. least I was able to find what was it? Space Adventure Cobra. Free, anime, but with so. ads. <laughs> but free yeah. with ads. Yeah. And and Tubi has ads too. But I'll say that I mean, Tubi is just my favorite. And Tubi's ads, they go by really quick, and they don't repeat them. Hulu's ads, I hate Hulu's ads because. It's like the same ads for for like you see the same ad six times during. The oh, hour. Pluto and TV! At least brutal. on my in my in my neck of the woods here, I I will see like the same. I'm going to say political ad that we were having <laughs> before the before the primary started, but I was seeing like the same political ad at least ten times in about thirty five minutes. Yeah, I noticed, I think, with one of those, I think it was Pluto. I was watching a movie, and uh, now, since it's a movie, there's no set commercial breaks, right? So the commercial is just going to... chop it. It, it, just, yeah. it just comes exactly. in, like, mid-set, mid-scene, yeah. whatever. Exactly. Um, yeah. So it's kind of disturbing that way. And then, it, like, it, they, so the first ad comes in at about, I don't know, 15, 20-minute mark. And then it seems like after that, like it cut like maybe 10 minutes. And then it just seemed like every like six minutes, it was like, bam, bam. like the last half hour was just like, I'd watch about five minutes and then bam, there comes another break. And, and it, that was kind of annoying because yeah, there was more ads the further along I went in and watched it. Um, and, and it, they were the same ad. They were the same ad over and over, yeah. and over again. And I, it's like I in was my, like, in my is, case, it was annoying. like, yeah. Oh, like there's, there's definitely times when you're watching even stuff like Hulu and stuff, and they show the same commercial break after break after break, and you yep. can't skip mm-hmm. through those. And you have that little no. clock in the top left hand corner Just going in, teasing you. Know, you. Teasing you. <laughs> oh, and but then there's, but then there's things like. Um, I don't know if you guys have run into this on Paramount Plus where you're seeing – watching the show goes to commercial and then it freezes at the end of the commercial and then the show does not come back on. Oh, I haven't had that, that happen to me. Oh, I've had that happen a couple that. times and it's just like you have to go try to trick it and sometimes the whole app cr- crashes and everything. And, and what? I have not had that problem yet. <laughs> some, of, some of the streaming services are glitchy. I mean, Peacock is horrible, um, which is weird yeah. because I access it through Xfinity. So I'm like, mm-hmm. this is your own product. Like, like you guys own <laughs> this. Like, why it should be it should sync out really well, but instead it 
it's slow, it's glitchy. Um, yeah, I use it to watch um, uh, WWE content, including pay-per-views. And I'm glad that there's still, I will say this, Richard, I'm really glad that there's still a way that I can pay a, a minimum amount and still get like pay-per-views because uh, look, I, I like A and AEW, but I don't, I can't afford to pay like 50 or 60 bucks. Every yeah, no, mm-hmm. yeah. no, I mean, that, that's, that's really cool. Um, but you know, yeah, I always thought WWE network should have been like $20 when they opened, when they first started it. I bet they could like, still was, do that. It, yeah. Or they could. Yeah. Have. Yeah. Yeah, they could have. I don't really know why they merged. I never really found out the reason. I mean, uh, WWE is just getting money hand over fist right now from advertisers and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I mean, streaming is nice because in the long run, you there are you get it cheaper or free or, or whatever. I mean, Shutter Shutter's nice because they brought Joe Bob back and without that channel I don't know if Joe Bob would have got on another channel you know right, I don't know if right. they would have brought him back I mean I mean he's been gone for so long and I mean you know he you saw his line <laughs> yeah he was extremely popular I had no idea yeah, yeah. that he was he was that popular and that was that was pretty incredible to see that um and he had gotten a lot of huge fan base when he was on Let's face it, regular cable when he was on what sure. TNT or something. That, yeah, right. T- yeah, that's where. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm wearing my Monster Vision shirt right now. <laughs> um, I mean, he was on like Showtime or Cinemax, one of those, and then he went to TNT. And but yeah, I mean, back in the '90s, he was he was around. But you know, with Shutter, and that's the only thing that's really keeping Shutter alive. I mean, I mean, yeah, their their choices on horror are not as good as Tubi, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> So. Talking about the content for a second, because that reminds me now, you guys all mentioned, you know, that you guys really don't, nobody really watches a lot of live or TV as it airs live on whatever. Um, do you guys watch any network shows via streaming service? Like you just wait till oh, yeah. they're available there or do you not? I mean, like anything. And when I say network, Mike, I'm not talking about AMC. I'm not. No, talking no, no. About, I'm, I'm talking, talking about I'm talking, like the main three. Networks. No, I'm talking CBS and okay. stuff like that. Um, on Paramount, on Paramount, I'm watching 24 hours after it shows on live. I'm watching ghosts. I'm also watching amazing race, mm-hmm. um, you know, stuff like that. So, you know, this is just regular network stuff. And so, you know, but it's usually available 24 hours later on the gotcha. streaming, you know, gotcha. on, the, on the streaming services. And I usually myself, I, since I'm, since I work, I usually don't watch a lot of the, the stuff anyway i do i see i get the cable the cable app on my ipad as well but i usually like go on to like youtube or pluto and it's going back about you know having glitches every once in a while on a couple of the channels they would like you'd see a scene where it's like you see the ship flying through then it glitches and you see the ship flying through again and then it goes forward but then sometimes i've seen the scene glitch about five six times mm-hmm. so mm-hmm Richard, I watch watching? Holy Moly live. Does okay. that count? Yeah, sure. I guess. 
I guess, sir. Have you ever heard of Holy Moly? I have not. It's my favorite. It's my favorite <laughs> show. It's on ABC, and it's a mini putt-putt game. I've heard of it. I've had a chance to watch. Uh, it's just a stupid show, and uh, so that one I do watch um, when it comes on. I try to. Uh, we watch HGTV a lot, and so we watch a lot of that stuff live, but outside of that, Ghosts, we watch on the like CBS app, I think, and mm-hmm. you had to wait like seven days, I think, for it to show up. So, uh, awesome. but we didn't watch it. We didn't know about it until everybody started talking about it. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, um, it's like, but most of it, it's like I don't even miss. Um, I recently changed uh, cell phone service, and I went from Verizon to AT and T, and because I was with Verizon, I was getting Disney, Hulu. And ESPN for free to stream. And, you know, after I left, of course, I had to start paying for that. <laughs> right. And it was like, ah, damn. So, of course, you know, I I was lucky enough. I called, called the folks over at Hulu. And um, this wonderful person told me, oh, yeah, it's cheaper for you to actually to um, sign up for Hulu and – don't you? And I said I don't watch ESPN anyway. So do I even need it? She said no, no, no. Um, get Hulu for like six ninety nine a month, Disney Plus for three ninety nine a month, and then if you wanted to get Hulu without commercials, it's an extra two bucks. And so I'm paying twelve ninety nine a month for those, and it's just it's awesome to mm-hmm. be able to do it. That's cool because yeah. I, I do I do like I do all three Disney Plus Hulu and ESPN, but it's only a dollar more thirteen ninety nine, so that's not bad. And I do watch some things on ESPN. So oh yeah, I'm not saying anything's wrong with ESPN. No, no, uh-uh. but it's like I won't pay for a streaming service. I'm not going to use. Oh, that's no, why. Right. I, that's why. That's, I, that's why I said earlier we cut stars because Outlander was done for the season. I'll get it mm-hmm. again when Outlander's back. You know, that, I think that's a nice thing. We go with the um, the monthly times. Like if you know if you've done everything, it's like. I'll get off for a little while. Then I was like, okay, here's the new season of Outlander. Hop on again. Then once it's done, hop off. Well, what they also hope for is a lot of times when you sign up for the streaming service, you have six months free for $20, and then you forget to cancel it. And then they automatically charge you, you know, out the wazoo for, you know. Oh, yeah. Well, I remember when when, uh, HBO Max was doing Wonder Woman 1984 on Christmas Day. I think it was 2020. Yeah, it was 2020. And I watched it, but I knew full well. You see, I was paying only four ninety nine a month, and I knew right off the bat if I didn't cancel it by January eighth, I would be paying a full um, nine ninety nine. So it's like, okay, I know what I'm doing. So thankfully, I canceled it. I think on January fifth. Mm-hmm. So exactly, I got like free six months of Apple Music, and I've listened to it twice. You know, and everything, because I have the Amazon Music, and even yeah. though I have an iPhone and everything, I never found Apple Music all that friendly to use, or no, it's and, terrible and stuff like that. So it's just like, yeah, I can, you know, any song I think of, but you know, I have a zillion CDs, like on, like I think I have over fifteen thousand songs on my phone. So it's Ooh. just like, you know, just from albums and stuff i've had over the years and yeah it's 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 like me i have like i have like bought tunes on itunes for such a long time 
time. <laughs> so you can put them like on my iPod, <laughs> my iPad. But nowadays it's like I've got Amazon Music, and I can just listen to them. And it's like I have my own playlist and such. So. Well, that's the other thing that changes now. You can't even buy music from iTunes or anything. Oh, you can. It, you, you, still, you still can. Yeah, can, yeah, can you? Can, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I just bought the soundtrack to Encantro. You know, so well, I don't know how to. You know, because you know, <laughs> we don't we don't talk about that. No, 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 no. <laughs> but it is, but it is tricky because they're constantly like, you know, if you've got an Apple product, like uh, like I do, um, they're constantly trying to get you to get uh, Apple Music, and I don't want it. And, yeah, uh, I don't either. I'm constantly getting asked about it, so I I uh, have to go through that all the time and be and not like not sign up for it. So, mm-hmm. um, yep. and yeah, I mean, we haven't even talked about streaming services for music or for video games or anything like that. But I want to stay with the 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 question of the like TV and most of the movie content and the main services that are out there. Um, now, this is like an old man talking, but it used to be when we had only four channels or whatever, like the limited amount that um, there was a lot of uh, commonality that people had because a lot of people were watching the same thing. Like you could, you know, everybody was watching, you know, everybody's watching like the day after like that movie, when it happened, it was a big deal. Uh, If there was a sporting event, everybody was watching it. Um, If something, if there was like the mash finale, everybody was watching it. Um, everybody watched the same stuff. So, um, you know, you, you didn't have a lot of choices. Now, whenever I talk to somebody about a TV show, I'm like, Hey, are you watching this show? They're like, no, but I'm watching this show. Are you watching this show? No, I'm watching this show. Have you seen <laughs> it this is show? True. No. And it's like, it's hardly like, I mean, granted, there are some yeah. things like Obi-Wan or whatever that a lot of people are watching, but there's a mm-hmm. lot of stuff that a lot of people are just like, I don't have, and I can't like, like I would like I, that sounds like a great show, but unfortunately I've got all this stuff and I I, I can't I don't know when I'm going to get around to that show. Just, just wait, just wait until June 8th because guess what? You'll have an episode of Obi Wan Kenobi and the first episode of Ms. Marvel the same day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean they do overlap. Um, so uh, so yeah, it does get kind of tricky, and I think it does lead to some you know there's there's too many I, I hate to say it but it's like is it too much of a good thing there's too much content out there oh i yeah for sure there's too much i mean and i love tv and i love all the streaming services but mm-hmm. there's so much I, I i mean even with stranger things like i love it but i'm just i mean between and we're not even counting like podcasts like i love podcasts i listen to podcasts all the time so sometimes i just sit around and listen to a podcast i'm not even streaming anything so Mm -hmm. there's time taken away from that (laughs) but um yeah there's there's so much content and um I remember watching Lost. The Lost was the last show that I watched every episode when it aired. Mm-hmm. And there was water cooler talk. And like you're saying, there's no water cooler talk anymore. Because everybody's watching yeah. something different, right? Yeah, it's, there's so mm-hmm. much content. Although I yep. guess when you do find somebody who's watching the same thing as you, you're finally like, oh, right, finally a kindred spirit. We have this in common. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's even more special, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. You get that reference. Um, yeah. All right. Before we get out of here, um, we haven't spent a lot of time talking about the future because uh, we've talked about what's going on now and maybe where, mm-hmm. where we've come from as far as streaming services. Is there anything that you want to see from the future of streaming services that you 
think you'll see or any predictions that you have or anything like that. Um, uh, Shirley, we'll start with you. Is there anything that's out there that you think is either going to happen or you want to happen or are afraid well, it will happen? Well, one thing I'd love to see happen. I, I, I hope one day I wish so TV, I wish so TV would listen to this. Can we get something besides the train? <laughs> it's like all this is the trains. Like I've seen a boat ride eleven hours through the fjords of Norway, and it's like I'll take that. But but I mean, it, but in, in all seriousness, though, in terms of the future, you know, it'd be nice if like there was like a whole a whole app of nothing but the most obscure TV shows that you wouldn't find normally in like say Netflix or Paramount Pilots. Or, a pilot yeah. only streaming service, or a, yeah, that or <laughs> that would be awesome. Or canceled pilots, like Animal. Hey, don't say that. The ghost of Joe Crow will be haunting us real quick. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. But I mean, I mean, just have like a whole. Let's have like a whole, app, a whole streaming service of nothing but shows that didn't last too long. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It is kind of amazing to think that with the, this day and age of everything being out there, there are still some things I'm like, man, that'd be cool to see. And I look and there's no place to watch it. Like there's nothing like, yeah, I'm like, I like, I like, wow. I, like I, I miss, I remember the Pirates of Dark Water so much. It's like, that is the one tune I've always been angry about that never got the yeah. ending. It should have gotten. <laughs> what, what about you, Richard? Is there anything that you foresee with uh, the way things are going now, uh, the way things are headed? Or that you I, mean, I think come. Well, I don't know about want to see. Like, I don't. I don't. I just. I don't know. I'd have to think about that. But I think what's going to happen is the more merging, more businesses buying other businesses mm-hmm. to increase their. I mean, because the Warner Brothers and Discovery merge. I mean that mm-hmm. that kind of took me by surprise. Me too. You know, I mean that's. I mean, because those are kind of random, like, together. I mean, you know, when you look at Disney and and Star Wars and Marvel, it it kind of makes sense. I mean, um, and if you think about, like, what Disney bought, I mean, man, I mean, what they actually got with Marvel and Star Wars, it's incredible. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this: when when Disney when I when I was learning that Disney was buying Marvel, a lot of people were concerned. Oh, great! They're going to dumb down everything at Marvel. Nothing really happened. So no, not really. I mean, it didn't really change much. I mean, no. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know how streaming will change, other than like more merges, and I think more things will become you know, part of other things, you know, Netflix and Hulu might be one thing. Or Do we think you know, something like Netflix's days are numbered? They no. used to be the big boys. Do you think they're going to go the way of Blockbuster? No. Well, Probably I don't think they're going to go out, but I mean, I, I for sure think they're at the like number three spot right now. Right. <laughs> like I think HBO and Disney are, are, I think Disney's first and HBO's second, if I was to guess, without mm-hmm. seeing any numbers. Mm-hmm. And then I would say Netflix is right around there. Well, um, it would be great. We could do that if only Disney and, and HBO Max revealed their numbers, but they won't. So. Well, Netflix didn't used to. You know, <laughs> they, they didn't used to. I think this was one of the first times that they really gave yeah. away numbers. Yeah. Um, so, and that's the other thing, because you don't like that's the other thing. We can't we have no way to really outside gauge how popular or good things are because there nobody's giving out numbers. 
Mm-hmm. Well, exactly. Yeah, no it, and that's what we always say with like the Doctor Who thing when people are like going, oh, it's the end of the show. We don't – it's getting horrible ratings live and everything. Nobody watches things live as like they used to. It's all streaming and there's got to be a better way for it to come out and everything. Yeah. And I think that's going to be the big thing with it and everything. And I think, you know, it's going to be harder and harder to watch content um, because it's going to be moving around and the studios are, you know, going to be start hoarding, you know, their, their, basically their IPs, their merchandise and stuff. You're, you know, look at what Paramount did, you know, with Star Trek and, you know, or, you know, even other you know, shows like with Sony and with, you know, all these other ones and, you know, that are showing now up on Peacock and, you know, it's like certain things you just want to watch and you can't watch it because it's being, it's only exclusive to this one streaming service and people have to be aware of it. Some people are paying more now for streaming than they were for cable. cable. Yep. Exactly. In the old days or even still today Mm -hmm. and everything. I do think cable is going to be less and less of of a power, though. I think they're going to be mostly focusing away from content like, you know, other than streaming services. But they're going to be going away from cable TV is going to eventually fade away. And it's all going to be just a stream. It's going to be. You know, you'll, and I don't think, and I think it's going to segment what people are watching even more so than anything. And I think we've already seen, as far as content wise, people who are making content, I think that, you know, it's now thanks to the success that Disney has had with Marvel and Star Wars, we're already starting to see other networks, uh, other channels, other streaming services, other studios, all of a sudden be like, okay, you can't just have a show. Now you've got to have a show, a movie, a prequel, a mini Like you have to have all this stuff. Like when you see something like, um, you know, Yellowstone have like two, oh like another, gosh. like another series and another series and another series. It's like, man. And, and so you can't like, we were talking about the John Wick movie, how like that series is going to like that series of movies is going to have a spinoff series show. And I think you're going to see that more and more with a lot of franchises. It's, and so mm-hmm. it's going to invest even more of your time. So if you're a fan of one thing, it's going to take you can't just watch a show or you can't just watch a movie or you can. But I mean, you'll have also the option. Oh, yeah, but you're going to have to watch all this, too. Mm-hmm. And and so um, you know Disney Disney might even be in a position where they're competing against themselves. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. Like you well, said, they're already starting to overlap Marvel and Disney and Star Wars content, so they might be competing against each other. When well, it's- exactly, they'll have their own universes also. But you know, then think about it. Disney also has now the whole Fox library to choose. That's from. right, they mm-hmm. do. And so, and amazingly, yeah, yeah, yeah. and amazingly, this was the this was the biggest shock that I forgot about. The 1966 Batman movie was done by 20th Century Fox, so yep. technically that means Disney owns it. Well, not – yeah, I mean kind of. I mean that's still in, in debatable because they did work something out like a little while – like a few years ago. So okay. I'm not really sure where they stand on that, but I don't think you'll be – I think it's still like one of those messes uh, that's, uh, that it, keeps – Yeah, it's from, like – because that's yeah, how they like were the, able to release it on DVD and Blu-ray finally. Yeah, it's like the Hulk, you know, the that movie in 2000, I think it was 2007 or no, 
It was after Iron Man, I think. But that one, of course, Universal had that one. But, well, that, but you know, that was before Iron Man. That okay, was the Eric Bynum one. Yeah. No, no, I'm talking about the one with no, no. Uh, Edward Norton. Edward oh. Norton one. No, Edward Norton. Yeah. That was Marvel Studios. For that I one. thought it was. I thought Universal did that one. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not entirely sure how exactly that played out because it is part. Of, it is considered part of the MCU, and it is listed. I mean, it's on uh, Disney Plus. I mean, everything is on like that. And I, you know, obviously, if a if a company like Disney has Star Wars or whatever, if they run into a situation where there's some sort of legal thing, they can just they have enough money they can throw at it, and, and then everything yeah. will be fine, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Some of the other some of the other programs don't have that, but they have that option. So. So, well, very cool. Well, it's been great uh, talking to you about all things streaming. Um, it, uh, it definitely is something that I think we're, we're dealing with on a daily basis, right? And we're going to continue to deal with, and it's going to be really uh, interesting to see how this progresses, uh, hopefully in a good way uh, <laughs> as, as the years go on, because, uh, I mean, that's how we're getting all our stuff that we love, right? Mm-hmm. That's true. So, uh, so thanks guys. Um, uh, and for those people listening, um, Kevin did drop off, I think technical reasons. So it, he just, yeah, he hasn't been like just sitting there and not wanting to say anything, uh, for the last, we like, really pissed him off on <laughs> yeah, this we conversation. Did. Yeah, yeah, we did. I think someone, <laughs> someone must've said something about, I don't know. Anyway. So, uh, but no, he's, he's, you know, I, he's, he's alive and well and just, uh, not being able to connect with us. So, uh, on that note, uh, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to get creative. We have 30 seconds to describe Thunder Talk. We got big interviews. Super rad music. What proud members of the ESO network? Yeah, they're probably going to fire us. I wouldn't blame them. We've got jokes. Adult jokes. And nerd junk. Woke nerd junk. All the woke nerd junk. Find Thunder Talk on the internet. And the ESO network. Ta-da! <laughs> Welcome back to the Creative Outlet segment. Now it is time for our friends over at Hocus Pocus Comics to promote what they got going on. They got some amazing projects, folks. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you so much for having us. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Pleasure to be here. <gasps> there they are. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel weird having our names up there. I want to just have our, you can see it, put a face to a name. <laughs> awesome. So tell everyone about the projects you guys have going on right now. Well, right now we have uh, on Kickstarter, it's the final, it's closing down. It's the final countdown, right? Yep. Um, you guys are in called, the final week, I think, correct? No, we're in the final hour. Oh, no, we we're in the final hours. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah, we are. Yes, I think we have, stretch. what, 15 hours 15 to go, hours? I think? Yeah. And people are still, they're still on it. Still yeah. There. That's we're, cool. we're still, we're really trying to get to our next stretch goal. Yes, yes, but, um, yes. So, we so could, tell us about the projects and so, you know. Okay. All right. It's called The Imaginary Voyages of Edgar Allan Poe, and it has won a, a Saturday Visitor Award from the Baltimore um, the Baltimore Poe Society. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been nominated for a Harvey Award. Imagine uh, Lord of the Rings meets Alice in Wonderland starring Edgar Allan Poe. Oh. That, that <laughs> is it is equal parts Poe, mythology, Action, adventure, 
Um, we draw a lot from the epics. You will find Greek gods, Roman gods, Egyptian gods. <laughs> you will find beasts and monsters from all of mythology. It is just a, an enormous epic tale that... That takes place on the site Edgar Allan Poe's head. There you go. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I've got to ask, how did you come up with this idea? This is this is just this is something that just not a normal Dwight L. Uh, McPherson. <laughs> so Dwight, I want to hear what were you just like going? You know, it would be a really great idea. <laughs> well, I love Edgar Allan Poe, and I've I've loved him since I was young. I I just didn't know. His, I I saw the movies, and I loved them. All the adaptations of Edgar Allan Poe's work. So I was like, I got to find out who this guy is. Find out more about him. So I was really excited with the idea of Edgar Allan Poe, and um, I served in the military for 14 years. I was injured. I was medically um, separated, and I went back to college, and uh, we, were do- we were reading some Poe in, our- in one of our literature classes, and I just had this idea. Um, I had read a quote that says, you know, during the last year of his life that Poe said that, you know, that I have these bouts of insanity with horrible times of sanity, basically to paraphrase. So in other words, he just became, that's it. I became insane, you know, with horrible bouts of sanity. So when his wife died, his book bombed, he just went inside of his head is, is what I'm saying in this book. So it takes place during a very real time in his life when he was dealing with the loss of his wife with his books bombing. I mean, he always felt that he was not appreciated for his literary genius, uh, you know, by the literati, which um, we can definitely uh, <laughs> identify with that. <laughs> so I, think we, I think we all can there. Yeah. I think we, yeah. 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 So all that happened to him just made him have a psychotic split. Yes. So he goes inside his head. He has to find his way back to himself. And that's where we created right. that world of terrasomnium, right. the world inside his head which takes place in those books, volumes one, two, and three. That is awesome, man. That that is cool. So it's going to be three issues or is it just It's three volumes? It's actually, each volume is 96 pages. Oh, that's, that's amazing. I mean, they're getting 300 pages of story. If you, if you get books one, two, and three. Oh, I can't wait. That is awesome. It's so incredible because I know you've been on this journey for a while because the last time Mm -hmm. we had you on the show was 2017. I think you were like just starting out with the first volume. I mean, it was like, it was really exciting. Um, And uh, it's glad to see it's coming. Like, is it, is this, is finally a conclusion? This is the well. We never, you never, you never know. Never, no, nothing ever concludes. Come on, you always leave a window open, right? You always leave a window open. You close the door, but you always leave that window open. Right. And, and that's yes. what I've, I've tried to do with all of my stories, so that there's always the possibility, but you don't. You get the complete story. You know what I mean? You get a completed story. You see everything resolved, but there's always that window that's left open for what could be. Absolutely. Now. Um, uh, it's an amazing project. I've been supporting it uh, most of the time, and I, 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 I'm not sure if I've jumped onto this one yet. And I haven't. I thanks for the reminder because, yeah, you, <laughs> as we're recording this, it, it's less than 24 hours. So when people listen to this, by the time people listen to the show, too not, late. Yeah, it's too late. <laughs> so, so what? How? How can they access uh, these volumes and this story? Well, after this is done, like I said, it's going to be completed in August, and after that. 
they'll probably be able to go get that as our usual because you can always get volumes one and two right now on Amazon wherever books yeah. are sold. Gotcha, go, gotcha. You know, so yeah, it'll be available there. that way. Well, this is just a little right. more special because you have it all autographed with the right. bookmarks and the buttons and stuff like that. But um, you can get it at any on any book any yeah. bookstore. Amazon, books um, Barnes and Noble, Books a Million. Independent bookstore. Wherever fine books are sold. Yeah. <laughs> are you are you selling them directly through your site as well? Yes. Yes, we are. are. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. That's a way that they can get a signed copy. I mean, yes. well, I, I mean, I don't know. There if you I, go. You know, <laughs> if I can go to Amazon and get a regular copy, or I can I can go to the author's site and get it signed. I'm. Right. That's a no brainer for Absolutely. me. I'm going to the, <laughs> oh, no, the that is awesome, guys. <laughs> it's no. been a wonderful journey because, especially with each book, has so many different artists that have touched it. It does. So everybody has has their own take on the, these beloved characters, and it's kind of a little bit hard to say goodbye to them. But we really want people to see and read the trilogy. We want to be able to sell it as a trilogy. That's what it is, and it's, it's epic. And it's it's we cry. We we had, we had to read it again to get the the art. <laughs> one. And, and it was like, oh my gosh, because we know what's, what's going on. And it just it, and I guess it hit us really hard because it, it is a journey between friends, and everybody wants that you know Irving Rat in their lives to guide them through the rough times. As Samwise Gamgee. Yeah, we all want that Virgil. Person. Yeah, you know, absolutely. For Dante. Yes. So it's it was hard to say. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> and and some events that happen in the end are very moving. So very moving. I can't wait. At that. But I that's really the man himself. Like Poe. Everything that Poe touches is moving. So he's he's yes. been aspiring pop culture for so long now. Yes, he has. I grew up in Baltimore, so I understand. Oh, oh yeah. That's our bucket list to go to Baltimore. Why have we yes. not gone? We have to get to his grave. That's oh yeah. Just, We've been wanting to do so bad. Yeah. We went to New York Comic Con a few years ago. We actually went out to the cottage in the Bronx, which is where uh, mm-hmm. our books takes place, where it starts out. Oh, it's sure. Bronx. Yeah, the doctor told him to take his wife to the country, so I went to the Bronx. <laughs> and <laughs> at the, at the times, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, the Bronx! She's like, oh, the Bronx! Like, and I'm in the Bronx, and I'm like, okay, it's the Bronx, you know. And, <laughs> and you walk over this bridge, and all of a sudden, it's like you're back in the 1800s. Right. You have this cottage and this tiny little uh, what's it called? Like it's a like Poe a, garden Poe or garden. Poe, it's like a little Poe park. Poe park. It's that hard was to it. believe it. It's in the middle of all these projects here, but it's just. And a they've managed to that. save that building, and and the way it's like you just left, like you walked in the door, yeah. and like you just went out to go get something. Because you, you really exactly feel that way very close to him. Yeah, you know he's coming back, so it's. A, you know he's coming yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. I would have waited if he was. I'm just going to sit here in the corner. Exactly. Well, Dwight and Rebecca. Thank you guys for joining us tonight. Thank you so much for having us. We really appreciate it. It's always good to see you guys and good luck, you know, in the last 24 hours. And folks, (laughs) if you guys get a chance, check out this book. It's beautiful. It really, really is. HBcomics.net. Exactly. All over the web. We will have a link to that on our show notes. Awesome. Thank you. Let's take a quick break and we will be back in a moment and we'll close up the show. Welcome to A Geek Girl's Take. I'm your host, Angela, and this week, this geek girl is talking about the new Hulu show, Shorzy. The new show from the creators of Letterkenny is out, and it's all about the faceless character we all know and love and like to hear rattle off silly jokes while he's on the toilet, Shorzy. I really was not sure how they were going to pull this show off just from seeing the previews, but I'm now halfway through the first season, and so far, it's very funny and very much uses the Letterkenny formula to be funny, but also be its own show. Shorzy follows a native hockey team in Canada as they try to not fold and to start winning games again. 
Of course, the main character being a member of the team, and we actually get to see Shorzy's face this time, since that was one of the things I was wondering how they were going to handle, since, you know, in Letterkenny, we don't see Shorzy's face because he is played by the actor who also plays Wayne on the show, which is why we never see him. So far, the jokes have been funny. The show is very much being its own, while still very much being a Letterkenny spinoff, if that makes any sense. And I have really high hopes for the rest of the season. If you like Letterkenny or just silly, sometimes raunchy comedy, then you should definitely check out this show on Hulu. Well, thanks for listening to A Geek Girl's Take. What will I talk about next week? Well, you're going to have to listen to find out. So that's going to wrap up another episode of the Earth Station One podcast. I want to thank our guests for being here tonight. Shirley, you made it through your first episode with us. Yay! Congratulations. Last. <laughs> oh, most definitely not. You were awesome. It definitely thank was you. a lot of fun. Anything you want to shout out or promote? Yeah, um, I am a part of a group of people. We do our own little show called Beyond the Airways Leveling Up. Uh, we're starting back up on Wednesday, and what we do is Wednesdays we'll do gaming streams, and then Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, we'll have like different themes every week and th- all the time. And um, it's a lot, it's basically you know one hour or so of fun. And we're our live show is on YouTube, but we're also on all on a lot of different social media. We do Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. And Discord. So uh, just look for this uh, search Beyond the Airways on YouTube, and that's where you'll find us. That is awesome. That is awesome. We'll definitely have a link to it up in our show notes to definitely check it out. And of course, Richard, thank you so much, my friend. Hey, thank you guys for having me on. I always uh, love being here. Anything you want to shout out about? Of course, I always have stuff. Um, so No, uh, really? <laughs> I'll make it quick. Night of the Nerdy Laser is our weekly horror podcast. Um, that's me and my buddy Matt and our buddy uh, Jeff talking about horror movies. We spoil them and just have a good time. So if you like horror movies, check that out. And if you like horror, check out FrankenConTN.com. You can check out at FrankenConTN on Instagram and Facebook as well. That is a horror convention that uh, just had uh, its first uh, event that Mr. Mike Gordon himself was at. And uh, I really appreciate his support. Um, But uh, by the time this airs, we'll have dropped some news about next year. So uh, head over there and, um, yeah, thank you, guys. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. Now, Mike could not stop raving about the show, so you must have done something right. (laughs) Yeah, I mean. You must have done something right for a minute. Yeah, for for a change, yeah. Um, Yeah, it was a great show. Everybody had a good time. You know, there's always things we can change and and make a little smoother, but everybody was great. The vendors were great. I mean, it it was a very fun time. I've That's been told. awesome. I don't know. I blacked out halfway through. <laughs> you, you just went on autopilot. It's okay. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> cool. Cool, cool, cool. And Kevin, of course, can be found at the Flopcast, a weekly podcast about nothing. Pretty much, unless it's ta- <laughs> unless you're talking about Dynamite Magazine, eighties pop culture, and just you know, fun, goofy stuff, and enjoy drinking iced coffee. Definitely check out the Flopcast. 
a fine show at part of the ESO network. And Absolutely. of course, Mr. Mike Gordon, we made it through another one. We did. And as always, it's my pleasure. Anything you're going to shout out about, sir? Yeah, I do have to give a shout out to um, you and I uh, got to spend some time with uh, Chris Dunham, uh, who we had in the geek seat about, what, last a month ago or so? Yes. Um, And Chris does a show called uh, The Cult of Odd. Uh, He's known as The Odd Man. And uh, we were on his show. We did sort of an exchange. And Mike and I appeared on The Cult of Odd podcast, which you can, the full interview is available on their Patreon page. And we'll have a link for that in their show notes. But it's really, if you just go to Patreon and put in Cult of Odd, you'll, you'll, you'll bring it up. Uh, so, um, and I think it's really cheap. Like you can access our interview, I think for just a buck or something. But, but if you just want to check it out, what some of the stuff that we did uh, on YouTube is he's posted on YouTube. So uh, we did a round of their, uh, their, they have a hot seat game as well. Um, I think it's a little tamer than the geek seat, honestly, but you know, like um, it was still a lot of fun to do. So uh, it's sort of like random questions and Mike and I had a lot of fun with those and those are available on the YouTube. And I think they're just going to release tomorrow uh mike and i actually did the took part in story time so if you want to hear mike and i tell a story um you can do that on you can watch that on youtube as well of course i got to tell the story of walter the farting dog it was he awesome did. he did <laughs> so you you can't miss that and that that you don't have to pay for because nobody no. wants to pay for farts oh you've not been to some of those kink sites have you my friend <laughs> 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 well, the, yes, they do pay for it in lots of ways. But it was a lot of fun. And uh, Chris, if you're out there, thanks again for having us on the show. And uh, I, I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Exactly. I think, you know, Chris was awesome. It was a real honor to be on his show. And he was a ton of fun. And you will be hearing him again on the network on Earth Station One and possibly a couple of the other shows. Him and I have been chatting already about it. So awesomeness, my friends. Um, thank you for joining us. Uh, my shout out real quick. Um, went to another concert over the weekend and I got to see the fabulous Weird Al Yankovic. And Ooh. I got to see Weird Al underground, more than six feet under, you could say. And, you know, take it as you will. But we got to see uh, Weird Al play at the Caverns and Pelham, Tennessee, and it was awesome. He did two nights there. We went to the second show on Saturday, and he had Emo Phillips uh, basically opening for him, and Emo was funnier than I've seen him in a long, long time. He had the audience hooting, which was awesome, and it was then just great to see Weird Al. He's doing his acoustic tour, as he's calling it, the stripped-down show where no costumes, no videos, just him and the band playing all of his original songs, and people go, oh, his original stuff? I want to hear the covers and everything, but no, he does a little montage of the covers at the end, but... Every show is different that he's doing, and he's doing it over 200 shows on this tour around the country. And it's going to be each show is completely different. He'll play some of the same songs, but not in the same order or not some because he has so much original music that he has on his CDs and everything. And it's kind of cool because Weird Al has is known for his parodies, but also his original songs are parodies of artists, not just you know the songs themselves are all original but they're sung or written 
in an homage to the artists and such. Like you hear stuff like the B-52s, the Talking Heads, uh, the old theme so- song of Earth Station One, Dare to be Stupid, was a D- was to a Devo song basically. And it's just cool when you listen to it and you figure out, oh, wait a minute. This is uh, this is R.E.M. This is – you know, this is whatever the police, whatever. It's just, and it's awesome just going through it and hearing him do it. And he's so fripping talented and his band just could pl- pretty much play anything. And it's, it's just great. It's the four, it's basically, it is five of them up on stage and they each one have their own little moment to shine during the show. And, you know, a lot of the shows we've been going to, um, lately has the main opening, the opening act goes and then the main artist plays and they play maybe an hour, hour and 10 minutes. Al played over two hours and Mm. it was awesome. So definitely get a chance to see him when he comes to your town. We're going to actually get a chance to see him again when he comes around to Atlanta in October. So we already have tickets for that. So definitely, you know, have fun. It's a great, great show. And you know what? Just have fun with it. And that's all what life is about anyway. I want to do also a quick shout out. I know some of the folks who are listening to this, we were actually supposed to be doing a travel show tonight on this on this podcast. Um, I want to wish John Burroughs a quick recovery. He wrote me about two hours before we were supposed to go do our show tonight. And he was having heart problems. And so hopefully he is okay and he's recovering with whatever's going on. Fingers crossed. And definitely would, you know, you'll hear him back on it. We'll probably try to do the show later in the summer or maybe things in the fall or something like that. When we have another free spot, we'll have John definitely back up on the show. So speaking of next shows, we are going to be back again next week. And of course, Darren is joining us once again, and we are going to be looking at the adventures of Priscilla, queen of the desert for the celebrate LGBT month. June is here folks. That's right. And we're going to have a ton of fun with it. So it should be a nice time having Darren and Mary join us next week. And, you know, I haven't seen Priscilla probably in about 10 years, 15 years. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be a lot of fun to talk all about that. And please, you know, if you have any comments on the show, if you want to just, you know, talk or message us or want to be on the show or anything, please feedback at earthstation1.com. Definitely would love to hear from you guys. As always, we like to say, you know, thank you guys for listening. It's always a pleasure to talk to you guys. And, of course, the Earth Station One podcast is powered by NSC. We can find them at nsclivetv.com. Remember, you could also find Earth Station One wherever fine podcasts are found, now including TuneIn Radio. Please subscribe and tell all your friends about us. On behalf of myself, Mike Faber, Mr. Mike Gordon, Shirley Burton and mm-hmm. Richard Yule, and of course, Kevin Eldridge. Sorry we missed you, Kevin. Uh, please, thank you for listening. We will see you here again next time on our station one. Stay safe, hug your loved ones. Folks, it's crazy out there right now. And you know what? We need to bring some sanity to the world, maybe a little laughter. That's why we're here to do this for you. Take it easy, and we will see you next time on your station one podcast. Peace, and we are done. Ooh. You've been listening to the Air Station One podcast, a show by fans for fans. 
If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe to our show up on iTunes or wherever fine podcasts are found. While you're up there, please rate us and remember to leave feedback. It would greatly be appreciated. And remember to tell your friends all about us while you're at it. Earth Station One is available on most social media sites where you can join some really great topics or chats. Help support our show by shopping through our Amazon.com link or purchasing very cool ESO Network clothing and merchandise at our T Public store. Links to both are found on the top of our ESO Network webpage. Become a patron of the ESO Network by backing us up on Patreon for as little as 25 cents a week. Go to patreon.com slash ESO Network to sign up. We want to hear from you. Please write us at earthstation1 at esonetwork.com or call us at 404-963-9057. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time here on the Earth Station One podcast. Peace, and we're done. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.